Let's, uh, let's continue in prayer together. Dear gracious God, we thank you for your written word that speaks to us of your, your truth as you reveal yourself, show yourself to us. And we ask in, in this time that your spirit would take these words and make them more than just uh, what they mean or what they represent, but would make them real in uh, our lives, in each of our lives, and in our lives together. Speak to us. In the power and the love of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Passage this uh, morning is Romans chapter 6, uh, um, found on page 917 in your pew Bible, if you want to turn there, or um, you can follow along on the, uh, the screen. It's uh, Romans chapter 6, starting with verse 1 through verse uh, 14. And, and here, as we read um, Paul's words to the, the church in Rome about how um, we are to, to walk into the, that newness of life every day, um, how there's a, a how New Year's, it's a perfect New Year's day, is a perfect day to, to, to move from what lies behind and to, to turn, to recommit ourselves to following the ways of Jesus. Romans chapter 6, starting with verse 1. What then are we to say? Should we continue in sin in order that grace may abound? By no means. How can we, who died to sin, go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who've been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? Therefore, We have been buried with him by baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father. So we too might walk in newness of life. For we have been united with him in a death like his. We will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him. So that the body of sin might be destroyed. And we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we've died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin exercise dominion in your mortal bodies to make you obey their passions. No longer present your members to sin as instruments of wickedness, but present yourselves to God as those who've been brought from death to life. And present your members to God as instruments of righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you. Since you are not under law, but under grace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Really, three basic points uh, that really align with the three paragraphs of uh, this passage. The first is uh, the, the... 
End of the first paragraph, verse, verse 4. I mean, just hear that again. Therefore, we've been buried with Him. We've been buried with Christ by baptism into death. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. Now, what's great about this passage is that it's related to baptism. I mean, baptism, what, what everyone who, who follows Christ is baptized. They either they remember it or, or, or they don't, as, as a baby or as an adult, but somewhere along the way, anyone who's a follower of, of Christ is, is baptized. So what that means is that this passage is not for the super-Christian. You know, this is not for those that study more. This is for everybody and anybody who is in Christ. That when they are baptized, then, then they their sins are buried with Christ. They are dead. They no longer have any impact on you before the Father. They're gone. I don't care what you did last night or early this morning. If you are in Christ, those sins are buried with Christ. Friends, that's really good news. As you look back over last year, there may be some things that bring you tremendous shame and guilt. And maybe they should. But you don't have to live in it. You don't have to try to avoid it. You don't have to try to put it aside. You don't have to try to cover it up. If there are things, as you look back over the last year, that bring you great shame and guilt... If you are in Christ, then give those to Him. And they are buried with Him. That's the the radical nature of grace. It's a stumbling block to us all. That in Christ, we are forgiven. That our sins are buried with Him. And that is the case for everyone in Christ. Because it's tied to our baptism, which we all share in common. And what is true, what Paul is speaking to us about in this passage, is true for each one of us. And we have the same power that forgives us of our sins. And usually we all line up for that one. You know, we like that one. I want that power. Yes, cleanse me. Cleanse me of that sin. Well, then he says, but that, and then you don't just stay dead, though. Right? You don't, don't just stay dead. You're not just in Christ in his death. You are with Christ in his resurrection. So you not only are forgiven of your sins, but now you are given the power of the Spirit so that you might walk in the newness of life, in the power of his resurrection. That as you look ahead, that's what repentance is. You know, you change your way. I went my way. Now I'm going to go your way, Jesus. And we are empowered with the Holy Spirit to walk into that newness of life. And again, that is real. That is true for everyone baptized in Christ. Not for the super Christian not for the, the, the one that gets paid to pray. Uh, not for just the elders or deacons. But for anyone who is in Christ. The power to walk in the newness of life is ours. 
The second paragraph says, and this power, this newness of life is about our everyday life. This is not some super spiritual reality that takes place in the heavens. This takes place in the everyday eating, drinking, life, breathing oxygen, talking, sleeping life. This reality of walking in the the newness of life. Here, verse 6 and 7 again. We know that our old self was crucified with Him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. See, it's only in Christ that we have true freedom. I mean, in Christ, being in Him, united with Him in His death, and united with Him in the power of the resurrection, we now have the freedom to follow Him. We have, in the power of the Spirit, been given the freedom to obey Him. Without His Spirit within us, we don't even have a choice. We are not freed to follow Him. We don't have the power within us. But in the power of His Holy Spirit living in us, In the power of the resurrection, we now, everyone who is in Christ, has the potential to walk in Him. We're freed from the bondages of sin. In our everyday life. This new creation that is now ours because of the Spirit, releases us from the bondage of sin, from the bondage of pain, from the the bondage of discouragement and destruction in this life. Now, it doesn't mean that sin isn't still tempting, doesn't mean that pain isn't still real, and that destruction happens within us and around us, but we're no longer bound to live by it. We are no longer required. We now have in Christ, in the power of the Spirit, the option to live in the ways of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. We are now free to live in those ways. I mean, I am looking forward to this year because that's the kind of testimonies that we get to hear. People are going to say, so let me tell you how God's made me more loving. How He's helped me take my mind off myself and onto others. Whoa, that's a miracle. It's a miracle when it happens in me. That's a work of the Spirit. When he's going to, people come and say, let me tell you how He's made me more patient. Right? Not too many amens on that one. <laughs> you know, what, what, that's the testimonies of the Spirit within us. Let me tell you how. People are going to come up and say, let me tell you how He's made me kind. He's made me gentle. Oh, that's, those are the stories we get to, to hear this year as we say we're no longer going to live in the death, but we're going to walk in the newness of life. In the power of the Spirit, we'll get to hear stories of one another saying, this is how He's made me more self-controlled. This is how His Spirit is bearing fruit in my life. Those are the kind of stories and testimonies that we get to hear this year. And finally, this is baptism. It's for everybody. Everybody that's in Christ. This this power is tied to that 
that core element that everyone in Christ shares, our baptism in Christ, our being united with Him. And it's true in our everyday life. I mean, it's not that it's not a struggle. It's not that we get everything we want. Please hear me clear. This is God's work in us, leading us, transforming us to be all that He's created us to be. It's not that all those things go away, the pain, the destruction, the disappointment goes away, but we're no longer in the power of the Spirit bound by those. And we are free to walk in the newness of life. And, and then finally says, at the end of the passage, therefore. Always important when you see a therefore to ask what it's there for. And it's based on everything that he said. Because this is true, because we've died with Christ, our sin died with Him, we're freed from the bondage of sin, we're now living in the power of the resurrection of Christ. Therefore, do not let sin exercise dominion in your mortal bodies. You you don't have to. I don't care what you think, what you feel, what the world says, what anybody says around you. You do not have to. Let sin exercise dominion. Let sin control you. Let You are freed, not to fly around the country with Southwest, but you are freed to walk with Christ. No longer then present your members to sin as instruments of wickedness, but present yourselves to God as those who've been brought from death to life and present your members to God as instruments of righteousness. That's what we're going to do this morning. During the, the, these next few moments, we're going to take some time and, and we're, we're going to say some words together of confession. Say some words together of renewing our, our trust and faith in the power of God. And we're going to dedicate, rededicate ourselves this year to the power of God in our lives, to presenting ourselves to God and what God would have for us this year. Presenting our our dreams, our aspirations, saying, God, what are your dreams? What are your aspirations for for me, for us this year? And I ask you to to walk through this. Walk through these these words together with with meaning. To, To walk through them with energy. Don't just glaze over them. But when we take the time in in confession, there may be a phrase or a particular element that the Spirit just zings in you. Well, you can hang there. Hang there and let the... What's the Spirit saying to you there? How's He freeing you from that? Or what's He revealing to you? As we come to that time of renewing our baptisms, of just getting back to the basic, God, you're God and I'm not. And then, right before then, we gather around the table. Again, all of this is is preparing us then to to gather, to to receive from Christ. What is His body and blood? To say, you need to feed me for this year. To then, uh, and we hopefully everybody got a, a card that has those words on it. We'll be saying them a little later, but uh, with St. Mark's Church in New Bedford, um, England. But this uh, be then what we'll share together. But there'll be other words then on the, the, the screen that I'll in, invite you to, uh, to say. And, and we're going to take... Um,
take some time. We're just going to walk through these and give some time of silence so that these words aren't, we don't just fly through them, but that we stop and sit with them for for a moment. As we enact together, recommit ourselves, moving from the old and pursuing the newness of life. And maybe the Lord will bring to mind what that looks like at home, what that looks like at school, what that looks like at work, what that looks like as a citizen, what that looks like at the, in your community and in your neighborhood, what it means to walk in the newness of life in our everyday life. I invite you to then join with me in this time of confession. Um, there'll be, uh, again, some of the words, just the phrases will be on the screen. And then I'll say, Lord, have mercy. And you'll see your cue will then be to say, Lord, forgive us. But you'll get it. You'll follow along. Say, this, say what's in yellow, if, if you're so called. If, if you're not so called, if it's not yours, don't say it. You know, if it's not yours, don't, don't, don't say it. Just live with it for a little bit. Maybe, maybe you're not ready to say it. Maybe you don't want to, or maybe you're just not ready, and maybe you're ready to say it this afternoon um, or uh, later on. But make it meaningful. God of mercy, hear us as we confess our sins for the sin that has made us slow to learn from Christ, reluctant to follow Him, and afraid to bear the cross. Lord, have mercy. Sorry, you say what's in white and I'll say what's in yellow. God of mercy, forgive us for the sin that has caused the poverty of our worship, the formality and selfishness of our prayers, our neglect of fellowship and Bible study, and our hesitating witness for Christ. Lord, have mercy. Lord, forgive us. For the sin that has led us to misuse your gifts, evade our responsibilities, and fail to be good stewards of your 
creation. Lord, have mercy. Lord, forgive us. For the sin that has made us unwilling to overcome evil with good. Tolerant of injustice. Quick to condemn. And selfish in sharing your love with others. Lord, have mercy. Lord, forgive us. Now, brothers and sisters in Christ, do you turn to Christ? I turn to Christ. Do you repent of your sins? Do you renounce evil? Hear the good news. If we confess our sins... God is faithful and just, will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Therefore, to all who turn to Christ, who all repent, this is His gracious word. In Him, your sins are forgiven. Amen. Thanks be to God.